Hi there, uh, welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Gus, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? You sound terrible. <laughs> I'm not sick, I lost it, my voice. It's just, not, it's not, this is not our technology, this is your problem. No, it is, it is, it yeah. is. You lost but, your voice. I did. I, Would you say that you're a talker or a non-talker? No, I'm a non-talker. You're a non-talker. I was probably yelling at the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me that most people will call you a talker. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. I, I don't, I'm really shy. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Speaking of shy. <laughs> so we want to we start a new series. We want to start a new series on love yeah. in the church. And we, we've been going through that in our, yeah. in our church, First John. Yeah. But you're like, forget First John. <laughs> Just go with First yeah. Corinthians 13. Yeah, I'm right? a great pastor. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, just you're like, those little well, comments. listen, I, I could be preaching about this <laughs> like, or I not. Could, I could focus on the actual yeah. text. Or, yeah, you, know. you can actually finish where you started, yeah, yeah. or you yeah. can just take a detour. <laughs> Detours. Yeah. So you're like, <laughs> yeah, I swerved off the main. You road, did, so. and you've been talking about um, love. Yeah, and I was really interested in something that you said. Well, first of all, I would love for you to kind of talk about the context of First Corinthians yeah, yeah. thirteen because we've all been to many weddings, yeah, yeah, right? For sure, yeah. So the first question I have on this video is: yeah. Is it wrong to have this passage read at, at a, a wedding? wedding? Yeah. Okay. So what we would say is: uh, There's a couple things we'd say there. One is uh, no. Uh, there's this is a general summary about what love mm. is. Uh, so the f statement "love is patient," for example, yeah. is true all the time. Uh, so we would we would say no, it's not wrong to have it at a wedding. It's fine, you know. It describes love. It yeah. gives a general description of love. Um, what we would say is that uh, it, that's not the actual context that it's written in. It's actually written in the context of the church, and particularly the church in Corinth, where mm. there's uh, there's war, uh, sort yeah. of like uh, infighting in the church, and Paul is trying to deal with the infighting in the church over spiritual gifts by offering them a better way. He says at the end of chapter twelve, and that better way is love. So. They're sort of one-upping each other when it comes to their spiritual gifts. And he says, actually, there's a better way. The better way is to love each other. And then he describes love. And, and a lot of commentators, and I think this is true, if you take each of these descriptions of love, you find a place where the Corinthian church isn't doing that. And Paul's addressing that. So, like, love is patient. Well, they weren't being patient with each other in the Lord's Supper, 1 Corinthians 11, right? Love is kind. They weren't being kind with each other in, how they were in, the, in the factions that were happening in the church. So... Each of those, you find the, the counterpart where he's dealing with the Corinthian church. So this is actually written in the context of a church situation where people are not loving each other. And he wants to tell them, like, when you love someone, you're going to be patient with them. And by extension, you won't step over them to get to the to the food at a, yeah. at a meal, right? Yeah. You're going to be patient and kind with them. So, again, that uh, he's using it as a corrective to the church in that. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I, I think is so fascinating about love in the Scripture, and this is, uh, I mean, you can for sure uh, talk about this if you want with your voice the way it yeah. is. Um, the thing that I find so conveniently. fascinating. Conveniently. Conveniently, <laughs> your voice is gone. Hey, let's do some videos. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I love you, but you're, you test my patience. Okay, so... <laughs> so um, yeah, the, the, the thing that's interesting about love is that I think we've been trained, I think, I think by C.S. Lewis actually in Mere Christianity is the first place I've found this. Um, we've been trained to think that love is action. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, DC you, talk. Yeah, DC talk, right? Uh, John Mayer, love is a verb. So yeah. you have that idea where you say like, well, okay, um, uh, you can ask them, do you love that person? And they'll say, well, of course I love them. I unloaded the dishwasher. Yeah. Of course I love them. I serve them. And the actual truth is that they're they're super bitter in their heart, yeah. but they're acting. 
Uh, and what, what we would call that is just hypocrisy, right? Yeah. If you were like, hey, John, are we friends? I'm like, yeah, we're friends. I bought you a birthday gift. I hate you. Yeah. Then you say, we're not actually friends, right? There's yeah. no actual friendship. Yeah. There's not love, brotherly love between us. Yeah. I'm actually just faking it, right? Yeah. Um, but the Bible teaches the opposite of that. Yeah. It's not the action. Love is the motivation for the action, yeah. right? Uh, Jesus said, if you love me, yeah. you'll keep my commandments. So you have an if-then statement. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he yeah. acted. He yeah. gave his son, right? So love motivated his action. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians 2, uh, verses 4 and 5. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, made us alive together with Christ. So his heart loved us, and then he made us alive together with Christ. And 1 Corinthians 13 says the same thing. He gives three different categories of things. Speaking with the tongues of men and of angels, having all knowledge, and giving away all your possessions. And he says, if you do any of those without love, they're empty. So love is the heart that causes the action. Love is not the action, necessarily. So that, that to me, is actually the most foundational thing. And what it does with Christian obedience is it, it intensifies the need for Christian obedience. Mm. Instead of saying, uh, do you love your wife? Well, yes, I provide for the family. Uh, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Do you love your wife? In other words, do you have warm-hearted yeah. affection for your wife, right? Yeah. Do you have warm-hearted affection for the members of the church is what Paul is actually saying here. Uh, so it actually intensifies the reality of our obedience from external action now to heart, like yeah. a real heart motive. How, how would you? I, mean, I think it's just really fascinating because you hear it often, to, especially within Christian circles. I mean, even coming from a secular perspective, but now we brought it to the church where we say statements like, "My love language is service." Yeah, yeah. yeah My yeah. love language is doing this. Yeah. You know, I don't need to tell you uh, I love you or, or have feelings for you. I just need to serve. I mean, yeah, we've yeah. done. Our share of couples, you yeah, know, yeah, counseling totally. where they've, you know, people have said that to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look, I, I don't have to tell you I love you constantly. I provide for you. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I do laundry for you. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. whatever. Right? Yeah. But but what you're saying is actually there needs to be a feeling that drives the doing the, the laundry, action. right? Yeah. yeah. The 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 well intention, you know, laundry. Totally. <laughs> and again, it's it could be great. Yeah. Or it could be a total lie, right? Yeah. That's where, um, yeah, and that's where we tend to default to the action. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's C.S. Lewis. Definitely. I honestly think that's a that's an early 20th century phenomenon. <clears throat> we default to the action. I mean, you even hear people say sometimes, like, uh, you know, kill them with kindness. Yeah. You know, feelings follow actions. Yeah. So just do, and the feelings will follow. Yeah. And the Bible doesn't teach that yeah. at all. There's yeah. not a text in the entire Bible that says just fake it on the outside, yeah. and eventually your heart will catch up. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Love God and love other people. That's the command that yeah. we're given. And from that flow all the commandments of Scripture. Yeah. So we're actually instructed textually to go the other yeah. direction with that. And we've we've put the cart before the horse and tried to tie it with action that way. Super unhelpful, I think, and super unhelpful of in the course. church. And the language of like statements, statements like, uh, uh, that my love language is service. Uh, it could be. You know, I could have a warm-hearted affection for a person. The way I'm trying to show that to them yeah. is by serving them, which is great. Uh, but I could also be serving and just be a hypocrite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could be I could be spending quality time with someone and not actually want to be with them. Yeah. All right. So I can use those love languages as a guise to hide my hypocrisy and my actual bitterness and malice toward a person. That's not love. Yeah. And and no one would accept that. Right? No one accepts that as love. <clears throat> but we like to excuse ourselves. Right. And that's of what course, we've yeah. that's what we've actually done. Yeah. Be- before we we get into the different aspects of love. Yeah. yeah. Um. I have a question. Like so. 
it is hard i think when you when you've thought this through you know yeah. and you this was your train of thought for for years yeah that love is a verb yeah, love yeah. is action totally uh uh love is in love until you're willing to sacrifice for someone yeah, yeah, and yeah. show them you, that you're actually sacrificing that all love is devoted feeling yeah, yeah. so how do we get our hearts yeah. to actually yeah. thinking this way so biblically. Yeah. <laughs> this is and just for you viewers this is what we call theological t-ball uh, <laughs> gus is like this john Hit the ball. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes. How do we do this? How do we do this? I, if you hadn't lost your voice, I'd make you answer yeah. right now. Um, the way that we do this is through the love of Christ, yeah. right? Uh, Jesus isn't devoid of feeling in heaven and just dying for us, yeah. right? In fact, the Bible is so interesting. The Bible, the Bible tells us that God demonstrates His love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died yeah. for us. The death of Christ is not the love. Yeah. The death of Christ is what the love produced. Yeah. And so if I'm like, well, how do I change my heart? I can't change my heart, yeah. right? What I actually have to do is go to God and receive that love that I cannot generate in my own heart from him. Yeah. Uh, to me, the most important verse on this is 1 John 4.10. He yeah. says, in this is love. Not that we love God, right? But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So I can, I can only generate love insofar as I'm receiving love from God. And that's the whole message of the Bible, yeah. right? That nothing will ever that's, separate by us. By the way, that's my favorite Christmas verse. First John four ten. Yeah, that's it's, an amazing. It's an amazing Christmas verse. I did it. We put that on our Christmas cards for so many years. Now yeah. I had to change. I know, so, we you know, did too. People are like, we know that one. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, well, I hope that's helpful yeah. for you. These are hard topics. Helpful, yeah. yeah, these are yeah. hard topics. But uh, if you have any questions, you can always just email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much.